What is up guys, welcome back, this is your profile today and in today's video we have with us Diego Granados who is a product manager at Microsoft. So he is here with us today to share the aspects of product management and how you can start a career in product management. So first of all, welcome Diego to our channel and thank you for accepting my invite. Absolutely. Thank you so much for inviting me to this. It's a pleasure to be here uh, you know, with you and with your audience. I'm super excited to be here. Sure. So uh, would you like to take a few minutes to say something about yourself, uh, about what you do, all those? Absolutely. So um, hello, everyone. My name is Diego Granados. And um, like Udesh mentioned, I'm a product manager at Microsoft. Originally, I am from Mexico. That's where I was born and raised. And I studied electric engineering, but I actually never worked either as a developer or engineering. I worked in business intelligence, so working with data, working with customers for about five years. After that, I decided that I needed a little bit more on the business side uh, for, for my skills. And so I decided to come to the U.S. to study my MBA. I went to Duke University, and that's where I discovered the world of product management. And after doing some research, networking with different PMs at different companies, I ended up spending my internship and later on the full-time, uh, as a full-time job in Cisco in California, working with IoT devices, tracking things over the network. So super interesting. Uh, but two years after that, I wanted to change... Uh, a little bit on the technology that I was working on. And so I decided to start recruiting again and Microsoft opened the doors for me. And now I'm a full-time PM working on AI and machine learning. Well, that sounds amazing. Can you share with us your experience as a product manager and like, how did you start and uh, how did you get into product management? Yeah, absolutely. So um, product management, like I was saying, it's something that I discovered after I, I joined my MBA. And at the beginning, it was uh, this mysterious role that a lot of people were excited about, but it was also hard to define. You could read books. Uh, at the time that I was doing my research into product management, there were not that many resources. So I'm really glad to see this explosion of interest and resources in product management. Um, and one of the things that I did is I looked at what whatever information I could find about product management. And I try to relate that to my personal experience. What that means is that I was looking at what are those things that I did in the past in my consulting experience that were relatable to product management. And when I made that match, I realized that in one way or another, I already done a lot of things that PMs do. And I also like doing those kind of things. And so that's when I decided that PM was for me. But of course, doing the research was not enough. I, I needed to do a little bit more than that. And so the, I started to prepare myself for the PM interviews. And it was not just about practicing with others or, or practicing behavioral questions or product case questions. It was also doing the research by talking to PMs in the field, trying to figure out, is this research that I did really what a PM do, does? And, and what about you know PM at a startup or PM at a mid-sized company or a, or a large tech company? Is it different? Is it the same? So through all the preparation, practicing for interviews, um, all of that is what helped me transition into product management. And so, uh, yeah, that was basically my journey through you know, my MBA getting into PM. So uh, how is it to work at a big company like Microsoft? Yeah, so we're in general, um, talking about just working at a large tech company like Microsoft or like Cisco, where I was before, um, there's a there's a component where you have to navigate the organization. It's a large organization, uh, so many employees, so many people to meet. It's really exciting. And at the same time, it's complex, right? Because there are so many different teams that you have to understand, especially as a product manager, you have to understand the different um, initiatives that each team has, how that 
can help you, how that can benefit your team, how can you help them? And so just navigating the structure of the organizations tends to be complex, but at the same time, it also gives you uh, different resources that maybe, you know, a startup or a different, um, maybe, you know, smaller organizations may not have. And of course, this depends a lot on, on the type of product, the project, um, the, the size of, of the product and the company. But in general, uh, at Microsoft, like I said, speaking about the challenges, it's about navigating the organization and the, com the complex structure to make sure that the project moves forward. Uh, just as, as an example, you can imagine that to as a product manager to make a decision, uh, you need to make sure that all the stakeholders are aligned. And that's going to mean not only the other PMs, the developers, in my case, with machine learning, the data scientist team, but it's also the other teams around you. So it's a lot of stakeholders that you need to convince and you have to do it through different ways. And so it is really exciting to work at a large tech company, lots of complexities, uh, but it's always fun in the end. What are your daily responsibilities, your day-to-day -day responsibilities and duties as a product manager? As a product manager at a company like Microsoft, uh, like I was saying before, in these large tech organizations with so many different teams and stakeholders, um, the first thing that I'll say is that uh, my day-to-day -day is going to change depending on the stage at which the feature or the product is in. For example, um, to, to make it simple, let's say that I, I, I am working on features that we're just planning where in the, in the ideation phase. And so my day-to-day -day for those kind of features is talking to customers or our research team, which we do have at Microsoft, and, and trying to figure out, okay, is our hypothesis right? Can we go and test it out? Can we talk to customers to get feedback on this hypothesis? And does it make sense, not only for a customer perspective, but from a product perspective? And once we have that design, then it's conversations, you know, every, every, almost every day with engineering, data science, uh, design to make sure, okay, are we making the right decision? How can we put this into our roadmap, make sure that in the next, you know, X months that we're planning for this feature, um, does it make sense that we have the capacity? And so the, I do have some features at that stage. And so my day-to-day -day is more mostly conversations about that. I also have features that are more on the, let's say, mid-stage or halfway through the development. And so my day-to-day -day for those kind of features looks more of conversations with data science and engineering to make sure that things are on track, like through you know daily scrums or or at least a weekly meeting to make sure that things are moving uh, you know according to the plan. And if they're not, Sometimes it's uh, setting the, setting these ad hoc meetings or, or you know communication channels or even email threads to make sure that the team is unblocked one way or another. And as we're getting into the release, uh, let, let's call that a third stage, which I do have some some features around that. It's more around the let's do the planning of the marketing content or uh, the content that we're going to share with partners, with customers. How can we get everything ready? And of course, making sure that from the engineering, data science, development perspective, things are still on track. And so so my day-to-day, -day, I have features in each stage. And so I, every, every day I have meetings with engineering, design, um, sometimes marketing, sometimes uh, the UX research team, sometimes customer, depending on the feature that we're looking at. So it's definitely a day full of meetings. And I would say the challenge is to find those times where you can actually sit down absorb all that and transform it into requirements, user stories, presentations, or whatever form of communication we use. Um, that's a challenging piece of it, but there's a lot of meetings. The thing that I like is I try to optimize my meetings to actually make them meaningful and not just meet for the sake of meeting. Absolutely, so that, that in fact sounds very challenging. 
So what are the main challenges uh, one might face as a product manager? I think one of the main challenges is as a product manager and, and you know, different PMs at different stages of, or sorry, different types of companies, different uh, size of companies or different technologies may have slightly different challenges. But uh, at least in my experience, some of the biggest, the bigger challenges are one is making sure that you are able to lead without this authority and also be data driven to convince people of doing something. And the reason I say that is because at a large company like Microsoft, you interact with a lot of people, right? And, and especially when you're a new PM, the bigger question is how do you convince this big group that's, that has been working for so long um, you know, to, to do something to prioritize A versus B when it comes to features or user stories or whatever, uh, you know, type of, 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 of agile or other mechanisms you're using. So being able to convince them, I think it's really challenging. You have to build a report, you have to uh, earn their trust and, and to some extent earn the respect, right? As a PM, as a PM, you don't just go in and say, we're going to do this because I say so, right? It's how do you convince them? So how do you get the data? And so those are, um, I would say some of the challenging things uh, initially. Another challenging thing is especially at large organizations, and I experienced this both at Cisco and at Microsoft, uh, once again, when you are ramping up in, in this sort of new PM stage, you have so many stakeholders and you have to understand uh, not only who makes decisions when, but also the politics behind different decisions. So while, you know, hypothetically speaking at a startup that is, you know, just starting with their first or second product, you as a PM may have a lot of power, a lot of decision, uh, when, it, when you translate that to a large tech organization, um, the, that decision power may be slightly different. You have to involve a bunch of stakeholders to make some decisions. You have to convince uh, many more stakeholders. And so you have to play that game of um, is not your, is not just your decision, it's how you convince all of them that your decision is the right one. Um, and I would say a third one is and and this, I think it's regardless of whether it's a startup or a large tech company, I just think the velocity, because as a PM, um, you have to, of course, understand the technology, understand the industry, understand your customers, but you have to understand so many different roles, functions, and nuances of, of launching a product or building a product that is just incredibly fast how things move. And as a PM, you have to constantly be on top of things. You don't have to be the expert, but you have to constantly be talking with your team, constantly doing research, constantly updating yourself on um, you know, what they're talking about, the decisions they're making, because you're there to help them develop and launch a product, not to tell them what to do. It was, it's certainly challenging, but in the end, it's very re rewarding. I get it. So is there any roadmap to become a great product manager? That's an interesting uh, way to to put the question of roadmap to become a great PM. I've I've read um, different articles and even you know my boss has has shared um, some notes with with us on you know the difference between a good versus a great PM or even uh, sort of like a roadmap from going to from PM to senior PM to principal PM and so on and so forth, right? And um, well, this is not an exhaustive list in, by any means. I do think that there starts to be a lot of differentiation when you get 
uh, when you talk about like what's the difference between a PM and a senior PM or a principal PM or a good versus a great PM, right? And all of those circle um, or, or, or are about how you think of your product. Typically, when you're new into PM at, at a lower level, you're a lot in the execution mode and just, okay, we need to do A, B, and C. So what's the best way to unblock the team? And, and, and it's great. That, that's part of your role, right? You're, you're helping to remove those big rocks from, from, the, from the path and make sure your team can have a smooth transition into launching and then improving a product. But as you start transitioning to how can I become a great PM or, or a senior PM or a principal PM, right? You need, to, you need to shift your focus a little bit to now saying, yes, I'll continue doing the execution. But now what about the strategy? What about the vision? What is it that I, that I think about when I think of my product? How are we going to you know, move faster than our competitors? How are we going to make sure that um, going to some strategy framework, Sports five forces, right? How are we going to, you know, prevent others from entering the market or, or you know, becoming the, the, the most um, advanced player in this game. You have to start thinking about those things and, and make you know, the direction going from this passive um, execution mode into now more of an active role of taking decisions about your product. And uh, a third thing that I would say, and like, like I mentioned before, this is not an exhaustive list, but just some you know, major key points that, I, that I've seen is being customer driven. Cost, having that customer obsession that Amazon uses uses it in their principles, uh, just like that, the, the customer obsession, and I feel that a lot of PMs we we make the mistake that we receive so much information all the time from everyone, including customers, but also the team and research and data and our managers and our managers' manager and so on and so forth, that it's hard to navigate the feedback and to decide what to do next. And it's overwhelming. And the distinction of from a PM into a great PM is you have to always, always, always fall back to what is the best for the customer? Not necessarily what is the best product, the best feature is what's the best way to solve their problem? Because ultimately, that's what they want. If we do it A, B, or C, they don't care about it. They care that it's a great solution that actually solves the problem, the the root cause of the problem, and not the symptoms. And so I think that's what, uh, in general, from what I've read, from what I've seen, the information that I've received, um, in, in a simple way, I think those are would make a distinction between PM, senior PM, or good PM versus great PM. That was absolutely amazing. So one common uh, misconception, I would say, is, is MBA required to be a product manager? Absolutely not. I think MBA is one way to get into product management. It doesn't mean it's easier. It doesn't mean it's faster. Um, and, and a lot of people see that, myself included, we have MBAs and then we jump into PM. But what they don't realize is that just because you have an MBA doesn't mean that you're going to get into PM, right? Uh, I, I went to Duke University. My class was about 470 students. Um, out of those, a big proportion who wanted to go into tech also wanted to be a PM, but not every not every one of us uh, got into PM. I, I was you know, fortunate, lucky. I, I did my preparation right, and I got into PM, but that didn't work for a lot of my classmates, right? So just because you get an MBA doesn't mean you, you're going to break into PM. That being said, there are so many paths to get into PM and happy to get into you know, different topics around that. But to make it clear, no, MBA is not required. It's just one of the many ways to do that. But the last thing that I want to say about the MBA is for anybody out there thinking about doing an MBA to become a product manager, I think you're doing everything wrong 
because it's not about doing an MBA to become a PM is do an MBA because you want more knowledge. You want to grow as a person professionally. You want to get into a different career path. You want to explore different opportunities. Do it because of that, not because you only want PM because you never know what's going to happen. You never know if suddenly life has a different destiny for you if you believe in destiny, right? So do it because you want to grow, not because you only want to go into PM. Okay, that's amazing. So um, how can we directly uh, from a tech background, uh, for example, like engineering, how can we get into product management right on graduation? The one advantage of having that technical background, being an engineer from, from undergrad or even a master's program is that the the aspect of product management about are you comfortable with technology are you comfortable with talking with engineers are you comfortable helping them make decisions uh, or evaluating trade-offs check like that that's something that employers are going to see right so you already have that credibility but the one thing that you need to remember is that you are not hired to be an engineer when you become a pm your engineering part is, is a complement to everything else about being a product manager, right? So if you go into an interview or if you're thinking about starting a career in product management, you have to think, cool, I have all this technology background. Now, what about the business, the vision, the strategy, the marketing side, um, and all the soft skills, right? That that, that That's regardless of any, any career that you choose. But you have to remember that you're there to make business decisions for your customer, and that involves a lot more than just you know coding or, or building the product. And so for anybody out there who is struggling, that has an engineering degree, who is struggling to break into PM, um, try to build a, pro, a, pro, a portfolio, try to build a product yourself. But it's not about the coding, it's how you treat the project or the product that you're building um, from a product management perspective, that is, Talk to customers, interview them, run surveys. What, what, what analysis do you found from there? Then make the business case because not everything is just about how cool is the app. Is You need to make money somehow, right? In the end, it's going to be a business. Um, iterate on, on that. Talk to more customers, get feedback. And then what's your plan for marketing? What's your plan for launching this app? How are you going to continue evolving the app and running you know, more surveys and, and gathering feedback and watching the signals and what decisions will you make? Treat it as an entire product, as a product manager. And I, I feel that that's the biggest pitfall where I see engineering students um, or, or, the, or the biggest trap where I see engineering students fall into, which is they they build a product, but they just leave it at the code part and, and you know they, they make it shiny and boom, that's it. It's not just about the code. It's not just about making it pretty. It's about the whole structure of being a product manager. What's your roadmap? What's your vision? How are you going to differentiate from, from others? So... I think um, it was a little bit of a, you know, a lot of details, but hopefully that makes sense that it's not just about the coding part. It's about thinking from the business side as a product manager. That makes uh, absolute sense. So uh, another question is, how can we prepare for product management interviews? For product management interviews, so the first thing that I'll say is um, jump into my channel. I have a lot of preparation material where you can learn about behavioral questions and, and product case questions and even see some mock interviews. So um, I'm creating all of these resources for free. You can find me as PM Diego Granados uh, on YouTube. So, so definitely check it out. The 
biggest problem where I see people fail in, in when preparing for interviews is that they don't practice. And I know that it sounds like extremely obvious, but when I ask people about their preparation, especially, for example, when I do mock interviews, I ask them, how many other mock interviews have you done? How long have you been preparing for PM? And most of the answers are that they've been preparing for weeks or months, but they have done no mock interviews. And that is reflected when you, as an interviewer, start asking questions. You see that they have a lot of knowledge, but they are not prepared. And just like in anything else, the more you prepare is, is you know so much better. When you are actually in there, you'll feel more relaxed. You'll feel more natural. PM interviews should be a dialogue. It's not a monologue where you just spit out, here's my product, here's my innovation, here's you know what customers say. It's more about the dialogue. You're talking with another PM and you're solving the case together. Um, prepare your behavioral questions. Um, make sure that you know you follow the star format. Make sure that you talk more about I versus we. Make sure that um, they are very polished, very concise. Use lists like one, two, three, first, second, third. Um, make it very, very polished in the end. It definitely shows your communication skills. When then prepare your product case questions, have a framework, whichever framework you want, but prepare a framework that is easy to follow. And like I said, practice, practice, practice. Treat the case as a real product. Talk about users, talk about pain points, talk about innovations. Um, in general, those are the two biggest type of questions. And then of course, if you're applying for a technical role, then for sure they're gonna ask you technical questions. And if you come from an engineering background, um, I'm not too concerned about that. Um, but if you are not coming from an engineering background, then read on the basics about how internet works, how if you type, you know, uh, Microsoft.com on your on your browser, what happens, you know, in in the back in the background for the the page to render on your browser, th things like that. What are the extra skill sets uh, to become a good uh, product manager? Yeah, so um, there are the technical skill sets that are going to be unique to the type of technology company role that you'll be working on. And uh, I won't get into too many details into that, but definitely make sure that if you're applying to something like AI and machine learning, right? Um, you, you know about that topic and, and there are courses and a lot of free content. If you want to pay for it, you can do that, whatever works for you. But let me focus more on the soft skills, which I think are transferable from many different jobs, even from school or even from, um, you know, from product management in a startup to product management in a large tech company or the other way around. Some of the most common and important um, soft skills are number one, communication. And communication is not just about talking. It's about how you write an email, a message, a document, a user story, a feature. So making sure that you can translate these technical complex ideas or abstract customer uh, feedback or, or, or even pain points into something that your entire team is going to understand. What I mean by the entire team is if, if you need the technical details for the engineering team, you can add those. But if you need the customer problem packaged in a way that it works for the marketing folks, then you need to do that, right? And how is that going to translate to the finance team so that they can understand the value? Communication is key, and it's reflected through the interviews, like I was saying earlier, being concise, being, you know, making sure that everything is packed in a, in a good, shiny, concise way. Another soft skill is living without authority. As a PM, you, nobody's going to be reporting to you unless you keep growing as a PM, senior PM, principal PM, right? But in general, nobody reports to you and yet you have to convince them. So how do you gain that authority? How do you um, gain the respect? And so it's about building that rapport. 
making sure that you make a connection with them and, and having those one-on-ones, getting to know the people on your team, knowing that they are people, not just engineers, marketing, or sales. It's, it's building that trust. Um, then it's also being data-driven. Data-driven is not just SQL. It's not just putting together an Excel file. Is how do you convince the team to bring data from customer calls, from surveys, from customer quotes, or uh, something that competitors put out there? And you bring all of that to make a point. PMs should never say, I want this button blue because I love blue. It's I want this button blue, and here's all the evidence of why it should be blue versus choose another color. Um, and then another one that I also think it's it's very important is you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable or in other words, is dealing with ambiguity as well. You have to know that as a PM, um, every day there's going to be new challenges, new problems, new things to solve. There is no day like the other day for a PM. Every day is going to be so different than the previous one. And one day you'll think that everything is, you know, on track, everybody's calm, doing their own thing. And the next day, suddenly there's five red flags that you need to solve. So you have to, you know, think on your feet and and be quick and just go and do and execute and find out, figure out what's the problem. How do you solve it? How to connect people? In many cases, it's literally just about saying people in group A talk to people in group B. And that's the solution. You have to be the one that you know helps the team with even some tasks like that. And so some of those are some of the soft skills that I think, again, regardless of the technical aspect of the company or the product, those soft skills are absolutely a must-have for any product manager. The key to get into Microsoft. The key to get into Microsoft. I think, and this may apply to a lot of companies, um, but at least in my experience, what I did is in fact, let me start. Let me start saying this: doing your resume and making sure that it's you know perfectly well, uh, well written, no mistakes, uh, has all the keywords tailored to the job. Um, I think it's key, but at some point you need to stop obsessing over your resume. Just applying with your resume and waiting to hear back from the company, regardless of whether it's Microsoft or any other, it's going to be hard. It's not impossible, but it is going to be hard. So. I prepared my resume uh, at the time when I was applying to Microsoft, but then I jumped from just applying or even just applying with a referral. And I jumped from that into, into networking. And networking means that I was looking for the people who were in the teams that I wanted to apply to. And it's not just sending out a message and all of this was over LinkedIn. And it's not just about sending the messages and saying, Hey, I saw a job posting. I want to apply because Put yourself in the other person's shoes. Who would love to receive uh, you know, 20 messages saying, hey, I saw Jeff posting, can we talk? It, it doesn't work like that, right? So instead of trying that, it was more about networking with people to, to learn more from them, learn more about what they were doing, what they're interested in, their passion about why they chose Microsoft, why are they still at Microsoft, and getting to learn about them. And it was conversations like this ones, where it's asking questions. What are the things that you like? What are the things that you don't like? Um, you know, what's what's really, what has kept you at Microsoft, in, in, in my case, right, for, for this, this period of time? And I 
very, very soon started to actually build uh, a network inside Microsoft of people with whom I not only established a relationship, but now I was you know, sharing updates and, and even sharing articles. Uh, they were giving me tips. Many of them offer uh, you know, to do a referral or even connect me with another person. And, and the big question is, uh, was I just randomly selecting PMs you know, that were at Microsoft? The answer is no. I was looking for people with whom I shared a common ground. I come from Mexico. So I was looking for uh, PM, PMs who were from Mexico. Um, I, I, you know, I went to uh, you know, certain high school or certain college in Mexico. So I was, I was looking for people who came from the same college and the same high school. And I used that as, a, as an excuse to say, hey, I come from the same school. Um, you know, your journey looks amazing. Uh, I'd love to learn from you. Would you, mind, would you mind sharing some advice? And more than half the time, people would say yes. So it's a it's a patience game. It's something that takes time. And like I said, I, I know I'm not talking specific to Microsoft itself because I do think that this works for a lot of companies. So networking is key. Resume, stop obsessing, jump into networking. That is great. So what advice do you have to all the aspirants out there? My advice for all aspiring PMs is getting into product management is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It takes time. For some of us, like myself, it took us even five years of work experience to get to know the role about product management. The more years you spend doing something else, doesn't mean the less probable or the less likely you'll get into product management. A lot of the skills that I built in my days as a consultant working in business intelligence are, are strengths that I bring with me into product management. And, I, and I've seen that and, and I've been recognized for those things. So if you don't get into product management today, it's not the end of the world. There are so many roads out there. And I'll share you know, very quickly some of them. One, yes, an MBA. But remember that don't do an MBA to get into product management. Do an MBA because you want to grow and PM could be uh, an outcome of that. Another one that people don't realize a lot and, and, it, and I've seen it a lot of Microsoft is internal transfers. Get into the company that you really want to get into and then network and navigate your way into product management. I see that happening all the time. And a third one is build a side project in your team or outside of you know, work, outside of school, in your school and treat the project or the product like a product manager would. And while yes, that may not be just the thing that gets you into product management right away, it's a great conversation starter. Uh, I've seen people, for example, who were interested to get into LinkedIn as a co- the company LinkedIn. And so they, they built a side project with UX designs that they built in some online, online platforms. And they interviewed some people and they put a really nice short presentation. They reach out to a principal PM with a message on LinkedIn saying, hey, I did this research. I did this analysis. Here's uh, you know something I put together. I would love to get some feedback because I'm learning about product management and LinkedIn is one of my favorite products. Long story short, they got an interview. And so sometimes be bold about that. Think that if people are, if a thousand people apply, I'm sure that 90% of those are just going to submit the resume and wait. Make sure that you differentiate yourself one way or another. So that is it, guys. That's all about today. So thank you, Diego, so much for spending your time with us and giving some insights about product management. And I hope these tips will be helpful for students as well as people who are aspiring to be product managers. So thank you so much. Uh, Any last words? 
No, my, it was a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. So thanks so much for inviting me. And for anybody who wants to chat more about product management, feel free to connect me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, happy to chat more about product management. And thank you again for inviting me, Udesh. This was amazing. Please don't forget to subscribe to my channel if you haven't. And I'll come back soon with uh, more videos. Until then, it's me, the Pilot, signing off. Bye.